Welcome back to Embedded Lisa, the podcast. How are you doing? How has your week been? Has there been much time for pleasure? You may hear in my voice, I am a little croaky, and that's because I got back from Splashy Ben, a musical festival here in South Africa in KZN on Monday. It was the full Easter weekend. It was absolutely phenomenal. And that is the reason why today I'm actually going to be sharing with you an interview that I gave on Power FM. So you're going to hear me speaking with Quena Moabello for his show on Power FM, which is a very early morning show. This conversation actually happened at 4:30 a.m., so you might hear I'm a little bit sleepy, <laughs> but that didn't hold that didn't make us hold back. We really went for it. We tried to cover why somebody would want to have a threesome and how you can bring that fantasy into your everyday life with and without actually bringing another human into the bedroom because this is a triggering topic believe me I know because when I promoted the fact that I was doing this interview I received a very big backlash from one person in particular who just thought it said so much about me as a person and my relationship making assumptions about what my role as a sex educator means about my own sex life but no judgment. I understand that having these conversations is triggering for people. And that is more the reason that gives me more motivation to keep on having these conversations because we need to normalize. We need to normalize these things. People are doing this. It doesn't mean they need to be ashamed, right? We need to validate the fact that people are having these kinds of fantasies. In fact, it is incredibly common. But okay, I'm not going to get into it anymore. Let's dive into the interview. 22, 20 minutes to five, power up on power 98.7 on the line with Lisa Welsh, with a sexual health specialist. And today, well, we're pushing the boundaries a little bit and we're talking about introducing a third person into a relationship, whatever sort of relationship it is. And I know that... Uh, uh, <clears throat> We have our in-house pastors, uh, at least three of them that I'm aware of, that will say, that's evil. Well, people do it nonetheless. And we want to understand what's the, the excitement about it, of introducing a third person. And if so, what are the do's and don'ts? What are the thrills of introducing a third person into a relationship, sexually and otherwise? Lisa, good morning. Good morning, Gwena. How are you? I'm good, and how are you? I'm great, thank you. Bright and early, ready to talk about threesomes. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming through to talk to us. And uh, yeah, I mean, firstly, what, 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 what do you do as a sexual health specialist? So I'm a sex educator. You're a so sex educator, I, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I teach people sex education online, um, and I also work with a number of different sexual health um, companies to just help spread the word in different ways. So yeah, we're just here to normalize sex and help people to have the best sex life that they possibly can. Absolutely. But uh, can we even talk about normalizing a threesome and introducing a third person into the relationship? And mm. with, with, with that, when we talk about a threesome, how can you put it simply? Is it simply just that, introducing a third person into the relationship for sexual reasons? So, yeah. So a threesome, if we, if we just start by defining it. So it can be same gender or mixed gender. So it can be two, like two men and a woman, two women and a man, or, you know, any combination of genders, really. Mm. But it is 
really, really popular fantasy, even though you mentioned that it's not acceptable in all religions and value systems. <laughs> so it's definitely not for everybody, but a lot of people are thinking about it, even if it's just a fantasy in their mind. I think there was a survey of 4,000 Americans and they said it was the top fantasy with 87% of women and 97%, 95% of men who fantasized about having multi-partners during their sexy time. 97% of men. Yeah. Brothers, freaky Archie. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I want to understand that, and, and I love the fact that you're saying it's a, it's a fantasy. Uh, in, in your line of work, I mean, do you encounter people who actually want to put this fantasy to, to real life? I mean, to actually yeah. act it out. Absolutely. Far less people bring it into reality than imagine it or think about it. And that's also okay. It's not always, you don't always need to bring a fantasy to life because in having it in our mind, our brain is our biggest sex organ. So imagining it and dipping a toe into, you know, test story times and role play in the bedroom where you're imagining that there's somebody else there. You know, you could use a toy to pretend that there was another genital Mm. Um, even and some people disagree with this too but even watching porn or listening to erotica about threesomes and bringing in other partners can really help to to bring that fantasy alive without actually acting out on it I, i can imagine though in a serious relationship it must be the hardest thing to try and bring it up i mean i'm just there sitting with my significant other i'm like yo um You know, I think we need to bring another person into this relationship. I mean, as the song that I played, Neo's song says, the lady exactly says, first thing she says, am I not enough? Why do you Mm -hmm. want to bring the next person into the relationship? Mm. I think it has a lot to do with the way that you word it by saying, I think we need to bring another person into this relationship. That isn't the right way to go about it. (laughs) Because are you wanting to bring somebody into the relationship? Or are you wanting to bring somebody just into the bedroom? So there's that Ah, difference. ah. And then if you want someone in a relationship, that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, we can can take small baby steps. When we know that lots of people share the same fantasy, can we bring it up that way? Can we say, oh, I heard the story. I listened to Quinn's show. He was speaking about threesomes. It got me thinking. It would be kind of hot. Um, you know, you know, or is that something you've ever fantasized about? So you're taking baby steps because the idea of bringing somebody else into the bedroom is terrifying for many of us because mm. of the insecurity and the not feeling not enough, fear of losing that person, all of that. So by introducing this as an, a fantasy to explore and then talking about how that could feel, right? It, jealousy is something that is, is normal, right? And it can be discussed and it can be helped with reassurance. So it's not about replacing anybody. You know, lots of of long-term couples who are otherwise monogamous actually do get a thrill from inviting a third person Mm. and they do it successfully. So, yeah, there's there's ways to do it. And I read that the best way to find a third person is to find somebody that uh, is a once-off and somebody that you don't even know that both of you, like maybe go to a dating app or something like that oh. and find somebody uh, so that you don't find somebody that you're going to bump into uh, <laughs> at the mall, like a week later. It's like, hey, hey I know you. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you look different with your clothes on. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Some people like to do this with friends 
and some people prefer strangers. And obviously there are pros and cons to both of those, because like you said, with friends, it's really important to have strong boundaries in place so everybody knows where they stand. Um, and then, yes, apps like Tinder, Fields, there's social social platforms as well um, for more niche connections like FetLife, Adult Friend Finder. There's lots of different places where people can find somebody um, and then start a conversation around what a, a threesome could look like. So another thing that I'm thinking about is that once you bring that person, the third person into the bedroom, mm. I mean, I'm sure it also creates that whole thing. Now, if, if, if say it's two men and I'm looking at that guy, I'm like... This brother is bigger than me, <laughs> you know. Uh, and obviously, or maybe when we're busy, and then I'm like, but she seems to be enjoying it more than you know. Like I'm sure yeah. it it definitely brings. You need to be mentally strong if you want to do something like this, and especially 100%. as as a couple who's introducing a third person into the mm. bedroom. Definitely. You've got to be really tight before you even think about this. The couple needs to have a really strong bond. Um, it's not good to go into this with a rocky relationship or to, just because you, you're being pressured by your partner. That is not the right foundation. Um, so really strong bonds, clear boundaries and limits, and then understanding that, yeah, there could definitely be some kind of comparison, right? That you, you're saying, you know, the men might be comparing sizes. The women could also be comparing body image, like bodies. That is so, so common and feeling like, oh, maybe they're liking it more than me. So having communication in place and maybe even a code word with your partner is great because if you're not into it, you could say that word. You don't need to make the third person feel uncomfortable necessarily because their needs and feelings are also valid right this isn't a toy you're bringing in this is a person so everybody's needs need to be thought about catered for and that is why it's important that the couple are strong and have been able to communicate beforehand you don't just wait until this person arrives in the bedroom and then explore the emotions which is why baby steps can really help mm. and, and i guess more than anything lisa it's about setting your intention Take time to think about what you want to get out of this experience. If it is simply just that to live your fantasy, let it be Mm. clear, isn't it? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's so many different motivations and intentions why somebody might do this. I mean, it's common in open relationships. As I mentioned, people who Mm. are otherwise monogamous, maybe they just want to add like a little bit of spice because it can definitely be exciting, like the anticipation of planning it, the actual event. And then afterwards, like it's something that a couple can share together and talk about and be excited about. You know, it's a memory, like remember when we did this. Um, And sometimes it just happens spontaneously, which that can then require quite a lot of conversation and care afterwards. You know, some people really enjoy to watch, you know, voyeurism and exhibitionism are really like key factors in this. It may be that you want to bring a third person in because you actually want to watch your partner be pleasured by somebody else. And that might sound kind of shocking, but it's more common than you think. And the same goes for somebody who enjoys being watched. Right. Mm. Another thing to consider is somebody who may be bisexual but is in a monogamous heterosexual relationship, like a threesome or bringing in a third could be 
considered a healthy way for them to explore that side of them too if it works in the boundaries of the relationship right so they don't have to shut down that side they're allowed to explore the other gender from you know a boundary mm. space within the relationship you know and i guess that 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 brings my next point setting mm. boundaries and mm. ground rules after finding the right person, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's very important that you find the right person. You don't want to find yourself uh, at a party drinking, and then the next thing you wake up, it's like, how did we end up here? <laughs> <laughs> I know you; you are my colleague, but why are you naked? Ah! You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's very important to find uh, the right third person. But mm-hmm. boundaries and ground rules are important, isn't it? Before you get into yeah. anything, it, it takes back to the point that I'm, I was saying that, you know, set your intentions uh, and, and what you want to get out of this experience. Mm, like, say, for example, common boundaries, and they might sound funny because here we are saying, yes, we agree that we're going to have sex together, but like you may not kiss them. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> or it could be that there's no penetration. It could be that there's just other sexual play um it could be that you need to share sti results you know make sure that condoms are used um Mm. have a safe word maybe the third person isn't allowed to stay the night like so it's up to the couple and the third person to decide on what their limits are beforehand and discuss that really clearly this isn't the kind of thing that you go into embarrassed to say what you want and what you don't want you have to be really clear in order for it to be the best experience possible with the least amount of stress because sometimes afterwards you can have a lot of regret. So by being clear beforehand, this is what I want, this is what we definitely don't want, you know, and you might learn, you know, you might see your partner do something that you think actually that was an edge for me, I'd rather you didn't do that next time or maybe we don't do it ever again. But it's like it's understanding how to manage your emotions so that in the moment you can see that, okay, we didn't foresee that this was going to happen. So you're able to communicate in real time and say, actually, that isn't okay mm. with me. I'm, I'm just yeah. wondering, my people are afraid of handcuffs. So, <laughs> mm. you know, the fact that people just can't even do handcuffs or so bringing in a third person uh, might be a, a, a tall order. But, but, but then, uh, Lisa, after all is said and done, which is very important, is it necessary for a debrief to have a conversation afterwards? Uh, as as, as partners to say, okay, we're done, she's gone or he's gone. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Do we we need to have a debrief or do we continue with our lives? It's like, okay, you go what you wanted, we go what we wanted, uh, let's move on, you know, let's not talk about this anymore. Having a debrief is very important after all sex, actually, but especially any sex that could be considered outside of the norm. So yes, when you're bringing in a third, you need to be able to communicate. So you need to make sure everybody feels respected and cared for, reconnect, just like reassure each other, like what worked, what didn't work. I mean, the whole conversation doesn't have to happen immediately afterwards, but it has to be said. What did you like? What didn't you like? What can we learn for? What can we learn from? Um, And, you know, there could be really complicated feelings coming up afterwards. Like you could feel like, I feel guilty that I did that. Are you okay with this? You know, so we're just learning. We're learning what worked. You know, how can we make it better? How can we improve things in the relationship going forward? And also don't forget, it's important to make sure that that third person also 
like feels like their needs were met too. So if you agreed that it was going to be like no no feelings, no con- no communication or whatever, fine. But make sure that person also knows what they can expect afterwards. But aftercare is essential. Whether that is cuddling up together and just chatting, maybe it is like ravishing each other because you're still so turned on from the experience you just had, which is common. Like this like coming back together sex, you know, like this, wow, we just did this thing and it's, you know, adrenaline pumping. So that can be a huge thrill for a lot of people. We are in conversation with uh, Lisa Welsh, uh, who's a sexual health specialist. We're talking about uh, the thrills and challenges of introducing a third person into the bedroom, not into a relationship, because that would be like more of a Mseleku kind of vibe if we're talking about <laughs> a relationship. So as we wind down the conversation, uh, uh, Lisa, uh, I, I want to touch on, I mean, we, we spoke about how to set this up, but uh, do you find that in, 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 in your line of work, what, what sort of people, is it people that are married that would like to do something like this? Or is it just, I don't know, like, because I'm just thinking it could be a make or break in a relationship, in, in a marriage, you know, you know if you bring mm. up that, con- or if you actually go ahead with it and then it might show something like, but you never do that with me kind of a mm. thing. Why were mm. you doing that with him or with, with, with her? So do you find yeah. that it's more people in stable relationship or more, adventurous young people that are open-minded about bringing a third person into the bedroom? There's no one particular person who is interested in threesomes and who goes ahead with threesomes. Mm. So all humans could do this um, if they choose to. Um, it doesn't. It's not only married people or only young people or only any particular person. Um, but that's not to say that there are no problems. So there are certainly challenges, like you mentioned, if you see your partner enjoying something, you think maybe they're enjoying it more or they're doing something they didn't do with you. But the thing to remember is in a, in a situation where you're doing something out of the norm, things can, you know, things are heightened. The sensations are heightened, the excitement is heightened, everything is heightened, and you may be behaving slightly differently than usual. So this is why the communication is important and understanding like, okay, I saw you do that thing, it made me feel insecure. This made me feel weird because of that, right? It's, you can can expect for those feelings to come up. And as long as you create space to communicate them afterwards in a calm and fair way, right? You may be, like, Emotions can run incredibly high because especially if you're doing it with somebody who you love and you're in a long-term relationship with, then that you, you feel like there's something to lose and it feels risky. And the very risk, it is risky. That very risk is what can trigger these feelings and it is what draws people to it, actually, because it, it awakens that erotic sense, you know. It's not boring. It's not like you're just going through the motions. This isn't a, I'm not saying this is a reason to do it or not to do it, but it is one of the reasons that people are drawn to it because it heightens the emotions. It makes you feel alive. It makes you feel excited and, and scared. Like, that risk is sexy. Like, it's when you first get with someone, it's the same kind of feeling. Um, and, yeah, that's one of the reasons that people are interested in doing this. Just finally then, I mean, what advice would you give to somebody who uh, has this fantasy and they want to put it into action? And as you said, sometimes a fantasy is exactly just that. Uh, and mm. I, I think that's where I keep it. It's exactly just that. Yeah. You know? mm. Let it be a fantasy, you know. Uh, but somebody who wants to act it out, what mm. advice? If there's a couple that is listening and they're like, oh, okay, you know, we've always wanted to do that. What uh, um, uh, advice would you give them? 
Mm, I would say bring it up gently and have so much patience, okay? Make sure that you are really tight. Make sure that you're feeling good about yourself and each other because a threesome is going to heighten any insecurities that you have about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then just start by taking baby steps. You can start by talking about it in bed. You can start by role-playing, watching porn or listening to erotica about threesomes, and then maybe visiting a party, like a sex party, where you can watch these things happening. Like, take it gradually, and at every step, know that you can communicate about what works, what doesn't work, how you're feeling, so that you can navigate that and be in a as strong as possible position before you actually go ahead and take those next steps, right? Set your mm. boundaries. As you go, you're learning. Okay, no, we definitely don't like that. Yes, we definitely want to use condoms. Yes, we want a woman. Yes, we want a man, whatever, right? But taking it gradually. I don't recommend just diving straight in and figuring it out as you go because the feelings can be enormous. And as I keep mentioning, there are three people involved. So we can't, you know, you can't go in and then, mm. uh, yeah, your emotions are real. But we, what, what I'm saying is we need to take account of that other person too. They're not a toy. <laughs> Absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much for coming through to talk to us this morning. Um, for people that would want to get in touch with you, how do we go about that on the socials and otherwise? You can find me on Twitter at In Bed with Lisa. Instagram just shut my account down because they don't like talking about this stuff. <laughs> I think we need to invite you a little bit more. Eh? Oh, thank you, Krenna. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Lisa Welsh, who is a sexual health specialist. Have you ever fantasized about bringing a third person into the bedroom? Have you ever done it? Bringing a third person into the bedroom? How did that go about? Well, you heard Quena. Have you ever done this? Is this something that you're curious to try or that you fantasized about or that is like old story for you guys that you do it all the time? I want to know, why don't you reach out? I'd love to hear from you. Not only your experiences, but your questions and comments on this topic. Have you ever been curious to introduce a third or even a fourth or a fifth into the bedroom? Maybe I'm pushing it too far now. But listen, there is a big place in the world for group sex too. Okay, if you want to reach out to me, you can contact me. I'm on Twitter at InBedWithLisa. And if you'd prefer to remain anonymous and you don't want your question to be public, you can drop me an email, hello at InBedWithLisa. I would love to hear from you. But that is all from me until next week. In the meantime, if you want to have more fun in bed, then why not head over and grab my free guide, The A to Z of Fun Sex. It is available at inbedwithlisa.com forward slash guide. I will put it in the show notes, but have a great week. I'll see you next time.